Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Vampire Diaries Diaries, your favorite podcast for inappropriate sexual relationships and forced murders. My name is Beth, and I'm joined, as always, by my esteemed co-host, Claire. We're happy to bring you Season 4, Episode 7, My Brother's Keeper. Is happy the word? (laughs) Yeah, you're right. I needed to change that. I'm happy to be recording, but not happy to report back on what the actual fuck happened in this episode. I am happy and relieved to be able to finally discuss the atrocious plot points that happen at the end of this episode. I've been holding on to this rage for a long time with nobody to talk to about it. Uh, Well, I'm ready to vent. I'm ready to vent. And you know who else is ready to vent? (laughs) Stefan motherfucking Salvatore, who is doing angry push-ups between a couple of tree trunks for some reason. What is he doing out there? I interpreted this as, you know, everybody fucks in the woods on this show, and Mm -hmm. he's doing push-ups with these tree trunks. So he's kind of like boning the air in a way. Yeah. (laughs) I can see that. He doesn't have anybody else to bone now that he and Elena broke up. I know. It's like, just go get like a cheeseburger and like a beer like anyone else would after a breakup, Stefan. Don't do push-ups. Or like take Damon up on his very sweet offer to hang out and talk about it. I know. That was such a nice moment. Until Stefan had to ruin it. Like he ruins everything this season. (laughs) Yeah. He really has the (laughs) ungolden touch. (laughs) indeed so yes we start off uh, with Stefan air boning in the woods and I guess I don't know who calls who but he's on the phone with Caroline and he's just kind of I don't know like venting a little bit so Caroline's like hey like where are you aren't you coming to Miss Mystic Falls so we learn that it's a Miss Mystic Falls episode Mm -hmm. which I was very excited for at the beginning She's like, you're, like, required to be here. You're a founding family member. And Stefan's like, listen, Elena and I broke up. I don't have to be anywhere except for air boning in the woods. Yep. (sighs) And she uh, mentions that this will be the second year in a row that he's flaked out on the pageant. Uh, Last year, not so much flaked out as abducted one of the contestants and terrorized her in probably the same exact part of the forest. Oh, yikes. Maybe that's why he's there for memories. I hope so. But Caroline's mad. Caroline's mad at everybody this week. And like sometimes it's justified and other times not so much. Yeah. But Stefan is straight up hangry because he's like, listen, I want to drain every bitch in Mystic Falls right now. I want to rip out their throats. So I probably should just stick to the woods for, for the time being. Oh, right. Okay. So I guess that kind of makes a little bit of sense. He's isolating. Sure. Yeah. At some point in this conversation, Caroline refers to herself literally as his sober sponsor. <laughs> I'm like, thank you for saying out loud the subtext we've had for Stefan's blood problems. Right. Yes. Yeah. And Stefan finally coughs up that the reason that Elena broke up with him is because she has feelings for Damon. And Caroline was like, oh, hell no. That is not okay. I think she literally says, like, I'm revolted. Yeah. And you know what? She has every right to be revolted. Like, of anybody in this entire show, she has the right to be grossed out by this because of all the terrible things that Damon did to her. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That, like, was at the forefront of my mind, like, watching this whole episode because of her reactions. Yeah. I don't think that the show, like, is acknowledging that 
or at least it no. hasn't so far. Yeah. They make it seem like it's because she's totally team Stefan or something. Yeah. And they're really, like, making Bonnie and Caroline both, like, be really anti-Damon this season in terms of yeah. Elena. But right. Bonnie, not in this episode. No. At all. But we get a bunch of fucking <laughs> Professor Shane. Oh, good old Attic. Attic. And then they get onto this thing that everybody is doing now where it's like, Elena has changed and we need to fix her. Mm-hmm. And I hate that Caroline's on this bullshit with the Salvatores because, well, with Stefan, Damon doesn't care. Well, <laughs> it's working in Damon's favor. So right. The Caroline is like, well, you better get her cured fast. And I'm like, Caroline, why are you wanting Elena to get the cure? Like, you're the poster child for, like, being a vampire can be totally fine. Right. It doesn't I make know. sense to me. Yeah, that's a good point. It's like everybody has, like, taken up this crusade of, like, wanting to heal Elena and cure her. Like, why is she the one person who just absolutely can't be a vampire? Like, all these vampires on the show who are, like, having relationships and friendships with all of the humans and it's fine. But not Elena. Oh, no. She, what was it? She's too pure, whatever the fuck they were talking about a couple too, episodes ago. Too uh, empathetic or whatever. Yeah, too empathetic. That killing someone would literally crush her. Yeah. And I find, like, the concept of a cure for vampirism to be, like, at least mildly interesting in and of itself. Yeah. But the way that they're pushing it specifically for Elena this season, like, it's the end of the world if she doesn't get cured, I think is so stupid. Yeah. I... You're right. It is weird that the only, like, context that they discuss it through is by, like, healing Elena. Mm -hmm. Like, that none of them are really, like, that interested in it, aside from, like, once Elena gets it, like, then maybe I'll think about it kind of thing. You would think, like, Stefan would want it because then he wouldn't have to, like, be a ripper ever again, but... Yeah. Yeah. That's secondary to to him wanting Elena to be his girlfriend again. Of course. (laughs) Yep. So, yes, I wrote, fuck you, Stefan. <laughs> Only once in my notes, but I thought it a lot of times. Yeah, he does some weird shit this episode. Mm-hmm. But Caroline and Stefan bid each other adieu. And just in time, because Klaus zooms up behind Stefan and, like, somewhat attacks him. <laughs> I was reading, again, the, the Vampire Diaries fan wiki. And... Uh-huh. There was, like, a screen cap of this moment that says, like, Klaus attacks Stefan. But it was, like, Klaus with his arm around Stefan's neck, like, gazing at him very intensely. And it looked very romantic. Yeah, I could see that. It was, like, attacks? Are you sure? (laughs) He was, like, tenderly embracing him. Yeah. Klaus gives Stefan a warm embrace. Yes. (laughs) But he's really mad that Stefan told everybody about the cure because for some reason he didn't want people to know. Even though the people who know are the people who would want to help him. And But Stefan did tell everyone. He like was not even pretending it was a secret. He's like, hey, guess what? Guess what I learned? Yep. <laughs> it was the hot goss in Mystic Falls last week. Yeah. The week before, whenever. <laughs> But Stefan's like, listen, nobody's going to mess shit up for you. Like, we all want the cure for different reasons, but all, like, are very obsessed with it. So chill. Yeah. And Klaus is, of course, making threats because that's his love language. 
He's like, you better find some more vampires for young Jeremy, the beautiful artist, <laughs> to kill before I offer you up to him. Damn. <laughs> the one thing that this show does that really bothers me is that I just forget about like all of the bad shit that all of the characters have done in the past and just start liking them like mm-hmm. all of a sudden. I guess it's because I have a bad memory. I mean, also the show paints them in this way, but Klaus is starting to grow on me and like it annoys me because he was like the villain for three seasons and did a whole bunch of bad shit and is still doing bad shit, but yep. they're making him more likable now. Yeah, they gave him some charming moments with Caroline this week. And I'm like, this whole time we should be thinking about the fact that his whole deal right now is that he wants to get the cure so that he can cure Elena, take her away, and keep her, like, hostage for the rest of her life so he can use her blood to create a hybrid army. (laughs) We should be flirting with him. Right? I know, but somehow I'm also, like, kind of okay with it. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, it's Klaus. I don't, it's, this show is so funny like that. Yeah. It's just wild. It is. Anyway, then we hop over to the boarding house where Damon and Stefan have crossed paths in the hallway. And Damon's like, hey, bro, what's up? And Stefan's like brooding and makes some sort of like quip at him. And Damon's all like, ooh, shady Stefan's back. Yeah, and Stefan's just like, oh, well, I guess you haven't heard. Uh, Elena and I broke up. Womp womp. Mm-hmm. And Damon goes on a face journey. <laughs> he does. But a pretty quick one. Yeah. Where he's like, you can see him be like, booyah. Love this. But then he's like, oh, Stefan, I'm sorry, buddy. Right. Uh, and like, Damon tries to be so nice here. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, a very sweet moment. So he's, like, well, I don't know if he says sorry, but he, like, offers to, like, have them go out for drinks or go to a college and terrorize some sorority girls, which, you know, That part was not as sweet. Yeah, yeah. But Stefan's not having it. Yeah. And Damon's trying to at least, like, get him interested in their schemes. He's, like, oh, so Matt Donovan... somehow figured out that professor shane is a creepo uh want to help me investigate that and he's like uh no i'm gonna go do some really questionable shit instead on my own you go have fun and let's not pretend this isn't the best day of your life oh it's like all this time that they've been like feuding over elena and she's always chosen stefan and like the second that it goes the other way. He becomes like the biggest bitch. That's a really good point. Yeah, because Damon never like raked Stefan over the coals like this every single time that Elena went back to him. Yeah. I he mean, was like willing to, to deal with it. To be fair, like she was Stefan's girlfriend first and that whole time. So it's yeah, like, he's the interloper. So like he should be more gracious. But it's also like we had this mature conversation between Stefan and Elena last week where they broke up and I was like, Oh, well maybe Stefan's going to be a grown up about this. Like he's 163, four years old, (laughs) but no, no, we can't expect that much. I guess not. Yeah. So we leave the brothers and Stefan stomping away. um, And we check in over at the Lockwood mansion where 
Caroline is setting up and she comes across Elena. Mm-hmm. She has and... something to get off her chest. I didn't write any of them down. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if Elena tells Caroline or if Caroline is like, you broke up with Stefan. I can't remember who yeah. who drops the news. Somehow they're discussing that and the fact that Elena likes Damon. And Elena very reasonably says, like, what was I supposed to do? Lie to Stefan about the fact that I have feelings for his brother? Like, it is what it is. And, like, I'm doing my best. Okay. Yeah, right. And Caroline's just like, Stefan's your soulmate! Damon's <laughs> disgusting! How could you? I know. Like, I understand why this is personally very conflicting for you, but this is not a helpful angle. I know. And I feel like it's, like, a little out of character for Caroline, because usually yeah. she's, like, so supportive of, like, all of her friends and is, like, super, like, calm and level-headed and is like, hey, like, we'll get through this. And But, yeah, not with this. She, yeah, yeah she says, like... You should have let David worm his way into your newbie vampire heart. <laughs> whatever. She had feelings for him before she became a vampire. So yeah, whatever. I, they've been writing Caroline really weirdly the last couple episodes and making yeah. her not as awesome as usual, which makes me angry. Right. That's a good point. Hmm. It's like the whole plot line between her and Tyler and Haley and Klaus right now just gives me weird vibes. I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, it's awkward. And it's like... It's beneath pretending... Caroline. Yeah, yeah. And it's like pretending to be something that it's not, that it actually is. And it's like very weird. Yeah, it's like two different love triangles happening, both of which are kind of fake, but kind of not. Yeah. <laughs> and neither of them is interesting. I know. But... I only vaguely remember where it's going, so I can't even be like, oh, well, it's worth it in the end. <laughs> so Professor Shane just, like, starts creeping out in the background <laughs> here. Yep. It's the second week in a row that he's just, like, emerged somewhere where all the kids are hanging out. Like, I'm here in some official capacity somehow for some reason. Because he had, like, the occult exhibit yeah. last week. Yeah. And that went so well that that everyone was like, excuse me, sir, you really need to host or fucking be a judge of Miss Mystic Falls? We loved that story you told about the vengeful witch who, like, (laughs) cursed her cheating lover at our high school. Uh, Come judge a beauty beauty pageant of teenage girls. Right? It's so so weird. Although it does lead to... uh, a little teaser, my favorite moment of the episode. And what is that? Oh, we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, he rocks up and is like, hey, everybody, where's the like judging panel meeting up? I'm here to judge some children on their looks. God, I know. But at least Elena starts to realize that something ain't right here because... Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, her and Caroline are chatting about how he's like, I don't know if he refers to himself as this or what, but a jack of all trades because he's like all over the place. And Elena's like, or is he just a little creepy? Yeah, because she says, oh, he's the one who told Damon how to cure the hunter's curse. That was making me all suicidal last week. Mm -hmm. And he also is at the pageant and he also like is helping Bonnie with her magic. 
and has her yeah. like so obsessed with her magic that she's home practicing instead of being on this episode. Hmm. Like maybe she's just mad that uh, the Bennets aren't considered a founding family, even though they were in Mystic Falls before all of the white people. Um, right. <laughs> but we're not gonna touch that because this is the Vampire Diaries. <laughs> And I think the next thing that happens is we establish that Matt is Elena's date to the pageant for some reason. Right. And Jeremy is escorting April. And I think they're, like, taking kegs out of Matt's new truck. Yeah, they're unloading kegs. Why are there kegs at a children's event? There's a lot of booze in this episode. (laughs) A lot. And Matt's all like, I heard you're April's escort. How'd that happen? Matt is, like, so weird around April. He's, like, so mean to her. I don't... I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah, but Jeremy's, like... I don't know, he... She needed a date, and apparently you weren't available. Oh, that's... Yeah, there we go. Because April does have vibes for Matt, too, yeah, for some reason. Yeah, she definitely has a crush. Yeah. And... It's, it's just so weird that, like, things are just happening around april constantly so it's like she has no life outside of being a background character in these people's lives so it's like she's gonna be in miss mystic falls as a a competitor contestant whatever so like they're gonna pick her dress for her they're gonna assign her a date like does she not have friends at school right like none of these people are even particularly nice to her yeah and she's been there for like three weeks like she hasn't even been there for a long time Aren't there so some, weird. like, fell cousins or somebody? Like, bring Tina Fell as your date. I know. Unless she's in jail for her next DUI. <laughs> this time she killed. Uh-oh. Like Haley in her boating accident. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I think uh, Haley killed uh, Natalie Wood. That's my theory. Oh. The deep cuts. But the point of this scene is that Matt is just so weak, not nearly swole enough to uh, lift this keg on his own. I'm like, I feel like I could lift a keg and I have no upper body strength. Yeah. Like, what's up, Matt? Did they cancel football so you just haven't been working out? (laughs) But then Jeremy's like, hey, check. Let me show you something cool. He's like really excited to show off for Matt. Yeah. Show you something cool. And he lifts it's- two kegs at once. Like they're nothing. Like they're those styrofoam boulders outside. Or like the styrofoam tomb door that Caroline moved that one time. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks like so proud. And he's like, yeah, ever since I was awoken as a hunter, I have like all of this energy and I'm like, energy and strength are not the same thing, but whatever. Your vocabulary is limited. I'll give you that. Yeah. And he's, like, super horny for his own, like, magical strength. Yeah. And this is another thing that's a parallel of Slayers on Buffy, is that like, okay. they're imbued with, like, mystical, like, super strength. But they don't oh. have extra muscles. It's just, like, Buffy can lift really heavy things and, like, break locks with her bare hands and stuff. Oh, actually, this was very much like this episode of Buffy where she's like trying to figure out what to do with her time now that she just came back from the dead and has nothing going on. And so she like 
tries going back to college and tries uh, working at the store that Giles owns. And she tries working at Xander's construction site. And the guys at the construction site are all like, oh, little girl, like, she's not going to be able to do anything. And then she's Uh-oh. just, like, tossing around two by fours. And they're like, wow, that's really cool. <laughs> You're making nice. us look bad. Slow down. Because you can't win. Yeah. That sounds like a good episode. It is. It's pretty funny. It involves uh, her getting drunk and watching demons play kitten poker. What? Poker in which the currency is kittens. Oh, in a good way or a bad way? Uh, well, some of the species of demons in, in the game eat kittens. But oh, okay. Buffy frees them drunkenly, so it's a happy okay. ending. Good. I was worried there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect to make that Buffy reference, but I hate to like compare Jeremy to Buffy in any way. But it's like the hunters on this show are like the darkest timeline versions of the Slayers because they're all dudes mm-hmm. instead of all chicks. And it's all yeah. like... Look at me, I'm a muscle man, instead of like, cool, I'm a lady who can do things that ladies traditionally aren't be- supposed to be able to do yeah. from society. So it's like, oh, it's shitty slayers. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> anyway. Somehow Matt has become the voice of reason again, and he's like, well, listen, Jeremy, this is like concerning. You're going to want to kill vampires. And Jeremy's all like, I would never hurt my sister. Famous last words, bro. Yeah, that changes pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> 20 minutes later. We'll see. I feel like there's also this undercurrent of Matt being, like, really salty that his one, like, normal-ish bro is now, like, a weird supernatural guy who's stronger than him. Yeah. He's like, that yeah. marks bad news, man. Ugh. I don't think yeah. it's cool or sexy that you can lift kegs. <laughs> yeah, that's, also like, the right. last one left. Yeah. Except April, but he hates April, apparently, somehow. Yeah, for some unknown Or he reason. doesn't care about April enough to even hate her. Yeah. He's like that Don Draper meme of, like, I don't think of you at all. Oh, you burnt. <laughs> oh, so, luckily, we leave our dynamic duo to their weird tension <laughs> to see Stefan shopping for criminals at the hospital for some reason like isn't there a jail somewhere this is the weirdest scene ever he just like walks into a private ward in the hospital where usually every hospital i've been into you can't just like walk into these areas he just like strolls in and i guess that he maybe has been compelling people all the way but i was half expecting to see meredith fell pop out here but she Same. did not yeah <laughs> But yeah, he's like strolling through, like reading everybody's charts, peeking in, checking out the situation. And he comes across one room that has like a security guard waiting outside and he compels the security guard to like leave. He's like, I got it from here. Mm-hmm. And then he walks into the room and is like, what are you here for? So then the person in the bed was like, murder. <laughs> it's like so fucking stupid. Yeah, and, like, I guess, like, he's compelling him to just, like, tell him the truth, but it's just, like, right. most, it's just, like, they put the least amount of thought possible into this. It's, like, murder. Do you regret it? No, just that I got caught. Would you do it again? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, let's just make this the most unrepentant, like, psychopath that Stefan just stumbled upon at the Mystic Falls <laughs> Hospital. I, like, 
Like, why are we hearing about the murder in this town that wasn't committed by an animal, quote unquote? I know. It seems like so unlikely that this small ass town would just like always have a murderer like hanging out in the hospital. And that's my question is, why did Stefan go to the hospital for this? And I really think the only answer is that they have this hospital set that they brought in last season for Meredith and she hasn't been on the show much this season. So they need to keep using it because they used it for that conversation with Connor. Like, right. Just got to make the most out of this set. But it's like, hmm, I want to find some like really terrible, unredeemable people who it's okay by my morals to kill. I'm going to go to the hospital. (laughs) Okay, Stefan. Uh, yeah. So weird. But anyway. He has his plan and he's really committed to doing it in the weirdest way possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he quickly feeds this murderer his blood and then snaps his neck. So we know that something is on the way for this guy. Yep. And then you had another weird scene, which I remember this being promoted like a lot when this episode aired that they they were going to have Gabby Douglas on the show because she had like just won an Olympic gold medal. And then she's literally in this scene for one second and doesn't say anything. (laughs) I didn't even know it was her. Yeah, I I remembered it. I was like, oh, this is the episode that has that famous gymnast in it. Right. And I had like a memory of her at least having one line with Caroline, but no, she just stands there. Like Caroline is being really mean to everybody at the pageant. Cause she's in charge for some reason. Cause there's no adults. And Mary yeah. Lockwood is probably just getting drunk. <laughs> uh, and these like three girls come up and they're holding flower arrangements. And Caroline's like, those aren't supposed to be here. Go away. And we just get like a long shot of Gabby Douglas looking scared. And then they walk away. <laughs> I'm like, Wow. That is so funny. I had no idea that that was like a celebrity camo at all. I was just like, yeah. okay, and like, that's funny. Was she like a fan of the show and she just wanted to be on it for a second? Or like, were they trying to raise their profile? Like, it was such a non-thing. Yeah, that's so weird. Ugh. Thank it's you like, for sharing that, though. I had no idea. <laughs> every once in a while, I remember like the promos for the show. And that's one of the ones I remember like, yeah, we got a gold medalist. Wow. It would be like if Simone Biles was on the originals or something. Right. Yeah. Maybe she was. I don't know. I haven't watched it. (laughs) We'll never know. Well, maybe someday. (laughs) Maybe in 12 years. Maybe after uh, Harrison graduates college. (laughs) Yes. We'll be able to pick it up. (laughs) So, yes, that cracked me up and it brought me to memory lane. (laughs) Yeah. So... Caroline's out here doing the most. And then, of course, Klaus, like, waltzes up to bother her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I was promised a date. Now, what time should I come pick you up for the soiree? And Caroline's like, fuck you. I'm not coming to Miss Mystic Falls with you. Like, no matter what. Like, maybe we could have gone and seen a movie um, where we didn't have to talk at all at any point. Then, like, I don't know how it happens, but somehow she ends up agreeing (laughs) to go with him to the pageant. I was looking at my notes and trying to figure out what I meant because I wrote MMF and I was like, was there something about a threesome with two dudes and a chick? But no, that (laughs) means Miss Mystic Falls. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Mystic Falls. 
And I was like, of course, that's where my mind goes. And I just wrote this down a few days ago and I've already forgotten. <laughs> that is so good. I love that. I love that for you. I was just very confused for a minute. <laughs> I was like, did I forget something gay? That's very unlike me. <laughs> Oh, but I love this moment that Caroline has where she's like, fine, but I already have a dress, so don't buy me anything. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but she doesn't say like, anything about any drawings, so. She does not. She says, yeah, don't buy me anything, not even a corsage, but he could show up with a beautiful horse drawing. Or a beautiful horse that he stole. Oh, he yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then yet another hilarious scene, to me at least. We got to the young farm where apparently Tyler and Haley have set up shop because once again they made this set and they need to keep using it. And right. nobody lives there anymore, I guess. And April like where does April live if not the young farm? I don't know. But we have this hybrid named Kim who is being deprogrammed and she's very painfully changing while Haley watches on like, oh yeah, get over it. You got to keep going. Yeah. And there's a moment where Kim is like, what's in this for you? And Haley just kind of like, does like a weird look back. I don't know. It was, it was a disturbing moment. I felt like. Yeah. It's a very uh, suspicious episode for Haley. But yeah, in this whole scene, like Kim is just, like screaming and writhing in the background Mm -hmm. and Tyler arrives. (laughs) He's like, Hey, like what's going on? (laughs) And then him and Haley start like arguing about whether they're going to go to Miss Mystic Falls. (laughs) Yeah. Tyler's like, Caroline bought us a day with the hybrids. She's going to this pageant with Klaus and Haley's like, you should bring me. And he's like, no, I want to go anywhere near that motherfucker. Yeah. And she's like, but it's at your house. <laughs> and I was like, points were made. That was, that was so funny. I I cracked up at that point, too. <laughs> but it's at your house. Touche. And they're, like, having this long, drawn-out conversation about this while Kim is, like, in terrible pain in the background. And she has some quip about, like, I, like I'm like i in enough pain right now without having to watch this bullshit. <laughs> yeah, she's like, can you take it outside? I was like, yes, Kim, thank you. Uh, bless you, Kim. <laughs> so, yes. I'm sorry, I just saw that I wrote that Haley wants to go to MMF with Tyler. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Tyler and Klaus? Is that what oh, you're suggesting? Wow. Just every time I see that in my notes now, and apparently I use it a lot, that's what I'm going to think. <laughs> Perfect acronym. Anyway, enough about threesomes. <laughs> we have a creepy uh, Jeremy moment. Oh, that's right. Yep. So then we go over to Elena and Jeremy's house. Where Elena <laughs> is, for some reason, struggling to take off a necklace. So she's in her room. She's standing in front of a mirror. And Jeremy's all like, need a hand with that? And Elena's like, sure, thanks. I picked up your dry cleaning. And I was thinking to myself, what does Jeremy wear that he needed dry cleaned? Because I'm pretty sure he just wears, like, black t-shirts and his uh, Mystic Grill work uniform. 
Maybe it was There's his not a lot of dry cleaning going on. Suit for the pageant. Oh, maybe. Okay, Claire. Touche. Sorry. Touché. <laughs> no. That's a good point. <laughs> but yeah, things take a turn because like out of nowhere, Jeremy's all like, I really wish you would stop acting like you were still my sister. And then he just fucking starts strangling Elena with her necklace and she starts bleeding we're like, OMG, what is going on? <laughs> and then we realize it's a dream sequence. So Jeremy wakes up um, in his bed and he's like all sweaty and nervous. Yeah, he basically had a wet dream about garroting his sister. And then he woke up with a knife in one hand and a steak in the other. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Was he like whittling steaks in his sleep? Like that seems like a very odd thing to be able to do even for a vampire hunter. Yeah, like where did these come from? I thought they got rid of all of Alaric's weapons. Or maybe it's just the ones from his classroom. I feel like he was carving them. Like now he's like an expert steak carver because he's a That's he's a vampire the hunter. hunter. Awakened. Yes. Sleep whittling. So now he's finally slightly concerned about his new situation. He's like, oh, it's not all super tight stuff like me being a super mask bro. Yeah. I think we go straight to him telling Matt about it, right? Right. Yep. Matt's like, how do you wake up with a steak in your hand and not know how it got there? (laughs) Matt out here asking the hard questions. And Jeremy fucking finally is like, maybe... It's because I insist on continuing to wear this ring that drove Alaric crazy and eventually drove him to his death. Uh, yeah, like, maybe that could be it. He's like, well, what if I'm developing an alter ego? Wah, wah, wah. Now you're worried about that, Jeremy, finally. I know. Not like you haven't known that was what was going to happen this whole time. I know. And I think, is it Matt that starts dropping more vampire hunter knowledge on Jeremy? Yeah, I forget like why Matt knows all this shit. He seems to be, like, reading it from somewhere. I'm like, did yeah. Professor Shane, like, write a guidebook or something? Did Matt read the book of the occult? Oh, my God. He must have. <laughs> oh, my God. A signed copy. Wow. So fancy. But it's yeah. basically, like, the more vampires you kill, the more the bloodlust awakens in you or whatever mm-hmm. and you become obsessed with murdering vampires so you probably shouldn't live with one yeah and he's like listen you have to tell elena or i'm going to yeah and then jeremy's like okay yeah whatever i'm getting a booty call from my sister's ex because Stefan has sent him a cryptic oh. text like meet me in the lockwood dungeon don't ask questions don't tell anybody why does Stefan go to the scene of the pageant to do this? I don't know. Why does Stefan do anything he does in this episode? I don't know. I really don't. But before we get there, um, an odd trio of Caroline, Elena, and April are getting ready for the pageant in one of the rooms in the Lockwood Manor. And this just also makes no sense to me because, like, or Lockwood Mansion... Okay, so it's big, it's a mansion, but do you really have enough rooms for everyone to, like, get ready and have their own suite? There's, like, five contestants. It's just weird. Yeah. I feel like maybe it's just April, because, like, she doesn't have a family. Because her dad killed the council. Because <laughs> she doesn't have anybody at home to help her. 
Maybe. Yeah. And she's been, like, adopted by Caroline and Elena for some reason. Yeah. And again, they have this set and they don't want to make a new one. (laughs) (laughs) But they're having a nice discussion in there about which dress April should wear. So she has a blue one and then she has a red one. And the red one's like a little more risque, I guess, than the blue. And I honestly liked the red. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, go with the blue. It's safer. It's better for a pageant. And April's like, but I like the red. And they're like, no, the blue. Trust your elders. (laughs) And then Damon bops in and is like, what up? And Caroline slams the door in his face. Yes. And he's like, oh, by the way, I like the red one. And then this is, I, I noticed this on the second rewatch, but Elena's like, Oh, yeah, like the red one, definitely, April. Or whichever one that you want to wear. Yeah. But first, Caroline gets a quip in, like, listen, I won Miss Mystic Falls last year, so you should uh, listen to my advice. I'm very smart and have experience that is relevant to the situation. And I think it's Damon who says, oh, well, Elena lost Mystic Falls last year and she wore a blue dress. I'm glad you remember her dress. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because they did have a very romantic, probably their first romantic moment was last year at Miss Mystic Falls. Oh, yeah. When they did the dance of the near touch. So beautiful. So mysterious. (laughs) Yeah. So he leaves. (laughs) There's a funny moment here where... uh, Caroline says, like, nobody cares what you think, Damon. And April's like, I care. (laughs) Yeah. Because April is really into, like, every man in Mystic Falls. Like, she really wants their validation. I know. It's, like, such a weird thing. Yeah. It's, like, Matt and Jeremy and Damon and probably, like, all the lineless extras. Klaus. Sure. Mm -hmm. Professor Shane. But... Elena has, as you said, now changed her mind. Like, oh, well, the red is pretty. Yeah. And she follows uh, Damon out of the room and is like, hey, we need to talk. And Damon's like, yeah, we do. You know, Stefan told me about the breakup. I'm not sorry to hear it. And Elena kind of drops the bomb like, hey, like we broke up because of you. And he goes on another face journey (laughs) here. Yep. And this scene also had kind of a callback to last Miss Mystic Falls because we have Elena coming down the stairs towards Damon waiting at the bottom, just like when she came down the stairs to like present herself when she was a contestant and Stefan was supposed to be there waiting for her, but he wasn't. And then Damon stepped in and like stood in that same position looking up at her. Oh, I feel like it was a deliberate callback. Yeah, definitely. I just saw somebody put a gif of that scene on Twitter recently Mm -hmm. for a meme. So it was very fresh in my mind. Nice. Yeah. Good job to the show for having some consistency uh, from (laughs) season to season. That's good. I know. It's wild. (laughs) And uh, of course, now I must mention that the way that I wrote that in my notes is Damon at foot of stairs, just like last MMF. Please put um, a post of your notes on the uh, on our Instagram. Oh my god! 
Yes, Damon is very excited, and it looks like they want to start uh, matching faces, but fucking Professor Shane pops up and is like, you again. Damon's yeah. as I live and breathe. This was such an awkward thing to have happen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Professor Shane warming his way in, and Damon like walks away, and he is like going to talk to Professor Shane, I guess. Yeah, and he, he was planning on asking him to help him find another hunter. Oh, he doesn't that's right, Jeremy. Yeah, which fair enough. But he, when he's walking over to him, he like kind of like looks back and does a double take at Elena. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the the feelings are heightened. And the first time I watched this episode, I was like super like, oh, I was like, oh my god, like they're finally gonna be together. And then the second time I watched this episode, I was like, hmm. So yeah, I had the very same experience many years ago. Yeah, yeah. Because I shipped it hard back then. I was like, yeah, uh-huh. Damon and Elena finally. Yeah, and they're, like, teasing, like, the first kiss, like, after this, you know, like, you thought it was going to happen there, and they're pushing it off, mm. but, yeah. This time when I watched it, I was just like, god damn it. I know. This fucking plot line. <laughs> but now Damon has to, uh, j'accuse Professor Shane of some shadiness, and they're, like, kind That's of right, so- dancing around it, like, oh, uh. You seem to know everything about everything. What's the deal? And Professor is like, just say like what you want to say. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I don't have time for your riddles, Damon. <laughs> and this is my favorite part of the entire episode. I think I probably took a video of it. Let me see if I can find it. Nice. This is my favorite line of the episode as well. So we'll revisit this in the later segment. Yes. Let me see if I have it. How did you convince Pastor to kill all those people? Did you just accuse me of mass murder in the middle of a high school match? <laughs> it sounds so much more dramatic when you just have the audio. I know. And like, I was like menacing music in the background. <laughs> Right? I was, like, literally LOLing at this scene. I didn't realize how dramatic it was. Did you really just accuse me of mass murder? Long pause. In the middle of a high school beauty pageant. How dare he? And it also reminded me of our favorite, like, you're gonna do this at the grill? Really? (laughs) There's a time and a place. Yeah, if you're going to accuse me of mass murder, like, do it in my creepy office. Yeah, the MMF is not it. (laughs) Never accuse somebody of mass murder at an MMF. Never, never. There are some lines that we cannot cross. (laughs) Oh, my God. And somehow they get separated or, like, they pause their little kerfuffle. (laughs) Maybe it's because... My true hero, Mayor Carol Lockwood, has taken the stage uh, to introduce and set the stage for uh, the pageant itself. Mm-hmm. She doesn't say much, but honestly, every time I see her, I just start laughing. I love her character so much. Yeah. And uh, as I was telling Beth earlier, uh, my internet has been all fucked up today. And so I had to rewatch the episode on my DVDs. 
and I found that there was a deleted scene for this episode. Ooh. Which was, like, totally pointless. It was, like, b- when, when Elena and Jeremy were on their way to, like, the pageant prep. Okay. And we're talking about stuff, and then Damon was there, and she was, like, going to tell him about the breakup, but she got interrupted by Mary Carol Lockwood coming out and being like, oh, Damon, there's some people I wanted to introduce you to out back. <laughs> and so that's why he doesn't find out until he goes and talks to Stefan later, and... Oh. She finally gets to tell him about it in that recent scene. But I was like, oh, wow, I can't tell why they deleted this scene. But at least, like, they didn't haul Susan Walters out for just one line. Right. <laughs> so as things are getting kicked off um, upstairs and outside, uh, things are also escalating in the Lockwood basement is that what we call it the lockwood dungeon the slave dungeon yeah because jeremy has arrived having been summoned by that great text and he's like what's going on Stefan?" and seven has the like murderer guy in chains and he's <sighs> like oh hey thank you so much for coming <laughs> thank you so much for coming uh and he just, like, slices Jeremy to feed his blood to the guy so that he completes his transition. Yeah, it all happens really fast. So, yeah, Stefan does that so that the murderer hospital person will turn into a vampire. And then he's like, all right, Jeremy, kill him! Kill him! Like, immediately. And Jeremy's like, no, like, what the fuck is going on here? He, like, tries to push back at Stefan a little bit. And Stefan, like, grabs the chains and, like, releases him, like, towards Jeremy so that, like, Jeremy feels, like, threatened, like, this guy's gonna kill him. Mm-hmm. And then Jeremy, like, goes hard and stakes him an unnecessary number of times. Yeah. But I have to say, this scene pissed me off so much for, like, many reasons, but the main one is that it was just last week that Jeremy very calmly, coolly, and collectedly murdered Chris the hybrid and had no qualms Chris did nothing he was a good dude he was like a friend of a friend but mm-hmm. Stefan has told him that this guy is a murderer and like he needs to kill him and he's like whoa no no I have reservations all of a sudden about this situation like I right. straight up decapitated a man last week Yeah, but now I'm like oh I could never what? That's a good point. I hadn't thought about it like that. Like, I'm still very, very, very mad about Chris. And, like, nobody yeah. is thinking about Chris this week. And I'm like, why isn't Tyler mad at Caroline still? Yeah. It's all very confusing. It is. I had no recollection of Chris or his whole thing before watching the episode last week because mm-hmm. I don't think anybody ever talks about it again. Oh, I'm sure that they don't. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. He decapitated a man in front of his friends and like everybody's chill with Jeremy this week until he tries to kill Elena. Okay, I'm going to stop ranting about that now. <laughs> no, it's important to make note of for sure. But yeah, Jeremy has reservations about killing this guy, but Stefan's like really pushing hard. It's like your sister's not supposed to be a vampire. Rawr. But then when Jeremy starts 
staking the body repeatedly. Suddenly, Seven's completely <laughs> calm. He's like, okay, that's enough, Jeremy. I like, know. That was so. <laughs> yeah, like, fucking Stefan orchestrated this basement of terror. And, like, then he's like, okay, yeah. Jeremy, that's enough. It's like, all right, pot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ugh. And then we go back to Caroline, who is, like, weirdly and unnecessarily mad at everybody this week for mm-hmm. no reason because she like accosts some servant person and is like why am i bussing your tables i said no empty glasses yeah like why didn't you uh hire matt to bust the tables he loves doing that even when the restaurant isn't open it's <laughs> a good question but then klaus emerges to be like oh you're so fine yes and then we see that Haley and Tyler have arrived in the background mm. and she's wearing a orangish red dress and Klaus is all like, oh, wow, they didn't waste any time now, did they? Mm. Yeah. And Caroline is both pretending to be mad about this and also probably a little bit actually mad. Yeah. Yeah. And Haley finds the whole pageant thing ridiculous, which like, fair. Mm-hmm. So she has, like, stolen the tiara from wherever it was sitting and puts it on and is like, oh, I'm so happy. I'm the queen of the pageant or whatever. And Tyler warns her. He's like, these girls have claws. I wouldn't be making fun of them. Or, like, these girls have nails or something. Because oh, then yeah. Then like, well, I have claws. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Perfect. I feel like her Perfect accent impression. wasn't as bad this week, but it had some, like, really bad moments. Yeah. But it's getting I feel like, better. Yeah, I feel like she is getting better with it the more that she speaks. Because, like, the first episode, she's like, oh, <laughs> you just don't do what she's saying. Oh, my God. Uh, we see, like, Haley's not like other girls. She thinks pageants are stupid, and she has claws. Like, she's violent. She just hangs out with the boys. She doesn't get along with girls. She can only hang with the wolf packs. Yeah. I don't actually dislike Haley that much, but, like, she's very annoying sometimes. She's, like, super annoying. I don't like the way that she, like, everything has gone down with her and Caroline. Yeah. And I don't like that she seems to secretly like Tyler. Tyler. And, oh, yeah, that's the thing that really got me. The nickname. Mm Mm-hmm. Ugh. And now it's finally time for the pageant to begin. And Caroline wow. is emceeing instead of Mary Carol Lockwood for some reason. <laughs> Imagine having to not only plan and set up this whole thing, but also emcee it. Like, like is this the duty of every Miss Mystic Falls the year after she's crowned? No. To put on the whole event single-handedly? Absolutely huh. not. So Caroline's introducing the Miss Mystic Court, and the first contestant is Valerie Fell. So the Fells are still out here, mm-hmm. strong. Where is Meredith supporting her second cousin or whoever this is? Uh, she's probably from like the West Side Fells, and they don't get along or something. <laughs> yes, I wrote down all of the silly names that they called out. It was Valerie Fell, ex- escorted by Dylan Clark. Amber Wolverton, is she a werewolf? I don't know. Mm. With Hector Lindsay. Brianna Johnson with Inaudible. And Catherine Wilson with Aaron Hansen. 
We will never Do hear we know? about any of these people again. But I was like, who are the Wolfertons, Johnsons, and Wilsons? Are they found? I was led to believe that it's almost always founding families and then one rando. I know. I, I was going to ask you if, like, any of those names sounded familiar besides Valerie Fell. No. Because they didn't to me. But that doesn't mean much because I don't remember shit. But Maybe they're all dead by now. So yeah, they had to expand it. <laughs> Because, again, like, are the Youngs a founding family or not? It's very confusing. I don't know. But, yeah, we don't, like, none of these contestants have lines, so they're not even credited in the episode, like, (laughs) on IMDb. Gotcha. Couldn't even look them up. I wanted to know more about Valerie Fell. But it finally comes time for April to go out there and... Caroline's like, April Young, escorted by Jeremy Gilbert. And oh no, where's Jeremy? Has there ever been an episode of television that took place at some kind of debutante ball or pageant where there wasn't a moment where one of the escorts was not there to escort their lady? Absolutely not. It happened in the first Miss Mystic Falls episode of this show. Definitely happened uh, on Gossip Girl at the Cotillion. I think it happened in the OC. Probably. Yeah, I think it happened twice on Gossip Girl, actually. Because definitely Nate had to step in to be Jenny's escort once. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. We just, I guess the Gilmore Girls episode, it didn't happen. Dean was there for Rory, so. It should have happened because Dean sucks. Agreed. Anyway, Matt steps yeah, in, like, which is April's dream come true for some reason. Although I guess like it is a slight upgrade from Jeremy. Yeah, I would say Matt is higher than Jeremy right the now. Lesser in my of book. two evils. Yes. And Matt like makes such a weird face when he sees April coming down the stairs. Did you notice that? It's like almost like a. It was like he was trying to smile, but he was just grimacing. So he was just kind of like me. Yeah, I'm not sure what it was supposed to be. Like, was he like, oh, she looks so sexy in that risque red dress that's actually just like a very normal dress. <laughs> uh, and then they get to do that like weird dance that you just said the name of that I don't remember what it's called. Of the near touch. Of the near touch. And the song was very creepy. Was it the same song last time? No. Okay, yeah, because this song I feel like was last like, time it was like a string quartet version of a Coldplay song or something. Yeah, this time it was like this weird, creepy, like vocal. I don't know. It was. Yeah. It was just. It was weird. Like the lady had a kind of strange voice. Yeah, it was it like was, haunting. It was much more like the Gossip Girl Cotillion episode in season one, where the song that would eventually be the theme music for Pretty Little Liars played. When they were doing their first dance, they got a secret. Can you keep it? (laughs) (sighs) But yeah, it's weird. It's like the first Miss Mix or MMF episode (laughs) was so good. And like the pageant was like such a thing and it was great. But this time it's like, I don't give a fuck about the pageant. Like we don't know any of these people except April. And who the fuck cares about April? Not even any of the other characters on the show. I know. I had, like, no emotion when, well, spoiler alert, in five minutes yeah. when she's announced as the winner. I was like, what? Why? That was what I was thinking. 
Yeah, like we didn't get to see any of their interviews or like yeah. anything about how they were evaluated. It was just like, eh, we'll give it to April. Her dad died. I don't know. Yeah. Why not? That's, yeah, it was the pity vote from yeah. Pro- Professor Shane. Oh, yeah, Professor Shane probably did it because he felt bad for uh, <laughs> abetting or causing a mass murder. And he was thinking about it at the high school pageant. <laughs> that didn't come out as funny as I thought, but it was very funny in my head. I thought it was funny. <laughs> but yes, they're dancing. Elena and Damon are probably having some memories of when they yeah. did this dance last year. But Elena is also very worried because she's like, why didn't Jeremy show up for April? Like, we all care a lot about April. This is so weird. I know. She's like looking at her phone and she and Caroline are talking about it. And then Damon comes over and is like, don't worry. He probably just got drunk at the open bar. He probably just carried two kegs into the forest and (laughs) did some keg stands like yours at the at uh, Rebecca's party that one episode right (laughs) yeah this is weird that Damon says that because like Elena was so worried and then Damon says like don't worry about it and she's like yeah he is probably just off getting drunk somewhere and Caroline is like what like no that doesn't make any sense yeah and I feel like Damon was probably just like didn't even believe that it seemed to me like he was worried, but he didn't want Elena to worry. So he's like, oh, don't okay. worry. And then he like goes off to investigate himself. Yeah, that makes more sense. But Caroline is like, what the fuck? Damon is never right. What is going on with you? And <laughs> I don't remember what led to this, but she says, the thought of you two together really makes me want to barf. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? That was exactly how I felt about Bonnie and Jeremy. I wish she had said it then. Yeah, that that was the worst. But yeah, she's like basically tells Elena that she needs to have a front intervention because Elena's feelings for Damon are like starting to cloud her judgment and it's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. And she like starts getting like pretty worked up and raising her voice here a little bit. But luckily Klaus, the voice of reason, not a drama queen at all, comes over and he's like, you're causing a scene, love. Oh and- my God. <laughs> I was so mad at Klaus. I was like, shut the fuck up. Let her cause a scene if she wants to. Let her process her trauma that nobody wants to acknowledge. I know. Like, she's like, this is my event. I can yell at my friend if I want to. Yeah. It's literally my party. <laughs> but, yeah, like, then she, like, kind of, like, stops and cools it off a little bit. And Klaus is all like, let's get a drink and I'll start telling you how it is to be the bad guy. Oh, yeah, because she's like, how did I become the bad guy in this fucked up situation? Yeah. And that's just such a a flippant thing. Like, oh, yes, I am the villain of the show. I've murdered many people that, like, (laughs) I murdered Aunt Jenna. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, Damon murdered Lexi, so, like, everybody's suspect on this show. Yeah. (laughs) He's just like, oh, you want to talk about bad guys? I have been the big bad for, like, the last two seasons. Right. I have stories. And advice, probably. (laughs) Tips and tricks. (laughs) So Damon calls Stefan for some reason. Do you remember why? Um, I think he calls Stefan to ask if he knows where Jeremy is. Mm. 
Yeah, because he, you're right, because he has, like, gone away from Elena, and now he's, like, trying to figure out, like, what the fuck is happening with Jeremy. Right. And I think that Stefan explains that he's he's with Jeremy because he wanted Jeremy to kill a vampire, because he wants the mark to grow, because he wants to turn Elena back into a human. And Damon's like, of course you would want a cure to turn her back into the girl who loves you. Ugh. Yeah. And Stefan says she isn't herself anymore. Yeah. Shut the fuck up, Stefan. Get over it. Ugh, I know. But I don't know exactly how the phone call ends or if Damon shows up there. I forget I now. think they just hang up. Yeah, they just, it's over. I didn't write down anything for how it ended, so I assume yeah. it was just mutual hanging up on. Right. Um, so Stefan's like, okay, Jeremy, show me, or tell me how your mark has grown. Um, and then he, like, pulls out the picture that Jeremy had sketched of Connor's mark. And Jeremy's like, fuck you. Like, I'm not telling you this. I can't trust you. I'm not telling you shit. I just love that Stefan comes out with a diagram and is like, show me on the picture, Jeremy. Where is where is the mark? Which one is the which face here it represents how much pain you're in, like at the doctor's office. Right. I brought a visual aid. <laughs> and yeah, so Jeremy's like, I'm not telling you shit, and Stefan tries to compel him to do it. Yeah. And Jeremy's like, uh, excuse me, I'm going to stab you in your stomach because that has to happen to somebody every week and I can't be compelled. And do we not remember that like just a couple, two or three episodes ago, Stefan like had a line to Klaus like, oh, I assume you've already found out that Connor can't be compelled. Like he knows that hunters can't be compelled. What the fuck is he doing? I don't know. Stefan has lost the plot this week. He really has. He's just like all over the place. He's very sloppy. He should just be eating a pint of ice cream and crying and drinking some wine and listening to like 80s power ballads. Yeah. Not out here doing all these murders. Tracking down Bon Jovi for a good MMF. (laughs) In the 80s. So after our good old-fashioned stomach stabbing, we go back to Klaus and Caroline, who are walking and talking. And somehow, within like the first few notes, I knew that the string quartet was playing a cover of Falling Slowly from Once. It is so funny that you say that, because I was like, do, 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 do. I knew what song it was, but I had no idea like what... (laughs) what song it was that's so funny i don't i haven't watched that movie in a long time i don't like listen to that song but i recognized it right away it was just in there it was i'm happy that you told me which song it was because i was like i know this song but i don't know what it is (laughs) and i'm like i hope that's not suggesting that caroline is falling slowly right now because fuck that but yeah they're talking about vampires i don't know caroline's still ranting about elena and like Mm -hmm. why did she become a completely different person when she turned like it's supposed to just amplify who you already are and klaus is like oh it's very curious 
I'm sure you'll figure it out. And it's just like a, a throwaway line that she doesn't react to. And I was I like, know. I couldn't remember if this was the episode where they revealed this. So I was like, oh, okay. are they like playing the long game? Am I going to have to like play down this line when we do the episode so I don't spoil it for Beth? Right. And the first time I watched the episode, I didn't notice it at all, which I mean, isn't that surprising because it's just one line. But it, yeah. it is a pretty big clue, I guess, of what's going on in the fact that Klaus realizes it. Yeah. But they like sit on a picturesque bench and pop a bottle and Caroline's like, would you ever take the cure? Oh, yeah. He's like, I might listen to the cure, but... <laughs> And in true Klaus fashion, is this when he shares his story? Oh, about... I think that's later. Okay. Yes. <laughs> then I'll, I'll hold off for a yeah. second. Oh, you're right. Because this is where they start flirting about Caroline's Mystic Falls application. Mm. Miss Mystic Falls application. A, A of all, as you would say. How did he get this? He was probably like hooking up with Mayor Carol Lockwood earlier and was like, oh, I'd really like to spend some one-on-one -on -one time with you, but first I need a favor. <laughs> and you know that <laughs> it's not on a computer somewhere. We we uh -uh. learned that. So it's uh, just in the files. <laughs> Mary Carol Lockwood went and picked it up. And it's incumbent upon me to say that my notes here say, Klaus reading Caroline's MMF application. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. And like this whole time, Tyler is creepily listening in with his hybrid super hearing. Mm -hmm. And Klaus is like reading the list and like making fun of her. And she's like play fighting like, oh, don't do that. Give that back. LOL. Stop. stop. <laughs> and I wrote in my notes, oh, Klaus is being cute. Stop. Yeah. It was kind of cute. That's what I'm saying. Like, these seeds, I wish that I hated them, but I didn't. It's like, I wish that Joseph Morgan was playing a different character because he's like doing a very good job suddenly of being cute and charming. Yeah. But it's like totally at odds with this character, like for everything previous. Like in the past when he's flirted with Caroline, it's been like, you're very beautiful, but if you don't shut up, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. And they like made him look like extra cute this episode. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think they, like, made his hair a little messier than usual or something along those lines. I don't know. But he did look very cute. Yep. And to quote Caroline, uh, the thought of those two together really makes me want to barf. <laughs> Not a popular opinion in the fandom, but there it is. Again, Klaus mur uh, murdered Aunt Jenna. Right. Among other things. But... Tyler obviously is not very happy about what he is seeing and overhearing. And then he like turns 90 degrees and sees Haley sitting schmoozing and boozing with Professor Shane. I know. That's so weird. And Damon pops up and is like, so that guy's pretty creepy, huh? How does he know everybody? Right. It's a good question. And then I think we leave the outside soiree. And we check in on Jeremy, who is just, like, strapping on all of his weapons. So I don't know, like, where he got all of these, like, if he whittled them all in his sleep last night. But, yeah. And he walks outside and runs into April. And if someone did that to me, I would be like, what the fuck are you doing here? 
And she's like, hey, where have you been? My girl, come on. You could have told me if you were too scared to do the weird dance. <laughs> and then Jeremy says that he got stuck at work, which is the most bullshit excuse ever because everyone in the fucking town is at this event. And it's probably being catered by the grill. I know. You know that the grill would be empty right now. And he says something about how he watched the dance lesson online like a thousand times to prepare. Like, what? And she's like, really? You did? Oh. I know. I hate April. I'm sorry. She's so fucking annoying. Yeah, there's just like nothing to her except like she wants to be friends with all of the worst characters. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Except... Rebecca is not one of the worst characters, but she is currently uh, not dead, but basically dead. Yeah. Incapacitated for sure. That's the word. (laughs) And I don't know how she gets on this topic, but she starts mentioning how she talked to Professor Shane and was asking questions about her dad. and, And she's saying all this very cheerfully. Like, oh, and he said, like, my dad didn't seem suicidal at all. Like, he seemed totally fine. And Jeremy's, like, not even paying attention because he's staring creepily at Elena. (laughs) It's so Uh, weird. Like, nobody's ever paying any attention to April. And she's always saying, like, these super weird things, like, about her dad's murder. It is so weird. It's almost like, I was just thinking that. It's almost like that she's, like, fake or something. Like, yeah. Like, that she's not, like, a real person, and she's just there. I don't know. It's, like, so weird. Another unexpected Buffy reference. It's almost like she's Marcy from Out of Mind, Out of Sight, the episode where an unpopular girl is ignored so much by all of her fellow students and the teachers that she literally becomes invisible and then starts trying to murder Cordelia and all the other popular kids. I could see that path for April, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was, like, so weird when she said... Shay never said or said that my dad never seemed suicidal or depressed or anything. Who who would just bring that up like during the pageant here? You it's know, like, it's just before so I decide if I want you to be Miss Mystic Falls, let me tell you about how suicidal your dad was. Like <laughs> I know. Was that the interview portion? <laughs> if your dad was suicidal, would you want to know? <laughs> And then, of course, Jeremy, like, got serious all of a sudden. And he's like, your dad was doing the right thing for this town. Him and all the council members died heroes. Okay, Jeremy, what do you know that we don't know now? Yeah, is that, like, one of the magical hunter powers is that you suddenly understand all the conspiracies? (laughs) Who knows? (sighs) So that's obviously leading nowhere good. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we get another showdown between Damon and Professor Attic. Are they in the house now? I don't know if they, I don't know where they are. I feel like they're away from everybody else. Yeah. But they're still at the pageant. Yeah, they're still at the pageant and they're starting to have a more serious conversation about the vampire hunter. And yeah, Damon pretty much wants like a replacement for Jeremy. Mm -hmm. And Professor Shane is like, listen, there's like five vampire hunters at once, like in the whole world. You're never going to find more than one in a lifetime. Like Jeremy is the one that you have and that you have to work with. Yeah. Cause like to become an actual activated hunter, you have to kill a vampire and probably most hunters don't know about vampires until like they kill one. Mm-hmm. 
So probably like all this time there have just been not any active hunters. It's just like five potentials out there. Yeah, just wandering around, doing nothing. But Damon's like, I don't accept that. I'm going to murder you if you don't give me a name. By the way, I'm a vampire. You probably knew that already, but let me zoom to make sure you know. (laughs) But then Professor Shane is like, wait a second. You're going to need me because the cure is like locked by some kind of spell that for some reason only a Bennett witch can undo. And I'm the only one who knows how or why. So you're going to need me in whatever episode that happens. How convenient. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's why he's all up in Bonnie's business. Yeah. <laughs> Although, he says this by saying he needs a certain kind of witch, and Damon's like, what kind? And he gets, like, really close up in Damon's face and says, you're a big boy. You can figure it out. <laughs> Like, that is something that you do say at an MMF. Yeah, yes, that's true. (laughs) Professor Shane thought it was the other kind of MMF. (laughs) He came prepared for both. He probably did. Did he think that he was going to judge an MMF? (laughs) Like, on the sidelines, like, 10 out of 10 kissing. Uh, 5 out of 10 for the rim job. It wouldn't surprise me. He seems like he would be down for that kind of judging activity. He's an open-minded guy who's seen a lot of stuff. He's traveled the world. He he wrote a book, Claire. He wrote the other two books that he wrote that weren't the book of the occult were all about (laughs) sex stuff. Yes. And probably 80% of the book of the occult was also about sex stuff. That's why Bonnie was so fascinated. We have to give her more credit than we uh, than we originally did. (laughs) Oh my god, this fucking guy. Uh, so, so yeah, we've learned something important here. Yeah. So Damon's not going to murder him for the time being. Then there's just like a very unceremonious moment where it's like, oh, yay, April, you won Miss Mystic Falls. Congrats. Yeah, I, and she has an awkward reaction. I have an awkward reaction. It's like, like were the all most, the other the ones like thing. major duds? Did they all like shit themselves on stage? Like, why did April win? I feel like, okay, I finally figured it out. April is bland from Arrested Development. (laughs) Her? Her, yes. That's the only, that's the only character I could compare her to in any other, in any other show. Oh my god. So, yeah, Elena, like, also, right when April is announced the winner, she, like, runs off stage to follow Jeremy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, that makes it more awkward because she's like, Elena's like on the stage as part of like the previous court or whatever. I don't know. But she like, yeah. So she's Tina like, Fell was there somewhere? Oh, I hope so. Yeah. So she like follows Jeremy back into the house and they start talking and he's like, I don't know why but he starts saying like that connor was right and that all he can do is think about killing vampires mm-hmm. and elena says i would never do anything to hurt you and then he reveals that his hand is bleeding and like when she walked into the room i noticed like jeremy had a stake like pointed at his palm and i was like why is he standing like that oh he was like oh. cutting himself to test elena 
Oh. Because she gets a face boner when she sees the blood and is like, get that away from me. Like, she's trying to leave. Mm-hmm. But then Jeremy stabs her in the neck with something. Is it with a stake or like a syringe or something? I It was like a, yeah, I don't know. I, at first I thought it was a stake, but then when Stefan comes and pulls it out, it's smaller. But I guess, you know, Turnabout's fair play. She stabbed him in the neck last week or the week before. <laughs> yeah, so, that's true. you know. A next stab yeah. for a next stab. Makes What's the fair world fair. decapitated. <laughs> but yes. he's going hard. He's trying to kill her. But luckily, Matt <laughs> arrives. Followed by Stefan. And they manage to get Jeremy off of her. Yeah. Matt has the line, Jeremy, I'm human. I'm telling you not to hurt her. You listen to a man. Yeah, right. I'm a, I'm a man. Uh, but yeah, I, I didn't see this coming. This was a shocking scene to me. It definitely escalated quickly with Jeremy's whole deal. Mm-hmm. Good job, Stefan. Yeah. But he pulls like the little pointy thing out of her neck, whatever it is. And they're... You know, very close to each other, and it's awkward. It's like, oh, thanks. Sorry, mm-hmm. I, we broke up because I like your brother. Ah. And Stefan does, like, a weird, like, cheek caress moment. Like, Ugh. yeah. Ugh, no thank you. Like, I'm gonna f- fix you, baby. Don't worry. You'll get over all this weird stuff that's just not you. So then we have one of my other favorite moments of the show. Um, Haley and Tyler are still, like, out on the back stairs at the mansion. <laughs> Haley's like, your mom parties harder than you do. Does she have the gene? <laughs> I think his mom parties harder than mostly anybody except like Alaric. <laughs> May he rest in peace. Right. I know. Uh, and he says, no, it was my dad. And she reveals that she never met her parents and she and her adoptive parents were very surprised when she turned for the first time and they kicked her out wow great parents which is also a plot line on a uh, true blood because sam merlot is a shapeshifter not a werewolf but like he still changes with outside of his control maybe on the full moon i don't remember mm-hmm. but he was adopted and he changed into like a puppy and his adoptive parents kicked him out for that i was like but he's a cute puppy what the hell? Because yeah, he always turns into a dog, pretty much. <laughs> Although that guy fucking sucks, but this is not the True Blood Diaries. <laughs> gotcha. But I just had that memory, like, oh, a plotline where adoptive parents find out that their child changes into an animal for supernatural reasons and kicks them out of the house. That's got to be some kind of, like, metaphor. Yeah. What's weird here, and I didn't know this, but maybe it was talked about in a previous episode, but... I guess you have to kill someone to activate your werewolfdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that whole thing in season two where, like, we found out that Uncle Mason had been set up by Catherine to accidentally murder his friend so that he would become a werewolf that she could use to get the moonstone and be sacrificed. <laughs> wow, okay. And then good, she good set memory. up um, Matt and with the backup of Sarah to mm-hmm. goad Tyler into killing them so that he would turn oh right okay i remember this now I literally this like now. three plus years ago in our lives this <laughs> happened uh 
Good to know. And we also learned that, like, Haley was able to turn because she accidentally killed someone in a drunk boating accident. She thought she wasn't drunk, but, like, what happened? Like, how do you accidentally kill somebody in a boating accident? Like, what kind of accident? Like, was it a motorboat and she, like, accidentally pushed them into the motor? Yeah, I don't know. I want more details about this. (laughs) Yeah. It sounds very traumatic for everybody involved, but... They always just say don't drink and drive. They don't say don't drink and boat. So Mm -hmm. how should she have known? (laughs) But Tyler's thinking about what Damon said earlier about how Professor Shane knows everybody and everything about everybody's business and how weird is that? And so he's like, oh, Haley, you were talking to all the old timers at this party. So Mm. weird. Like this person and that professor guy. Yeah. And she says, well, he's like 30 and he's hot and smart. And I'm like, okay. Sure. Whatever you say, Haley. But she says that she's never met him before. She just saw a hot piece and wanted to chat him up, I guess. <laughs> and then this is the, the Klaus scene that you were mentioning earlier. Oh, yes. I'm, I was looking forward to this one. Yes. Yeah, so Klaus and Caroline are still having their heart to heart. And... Caroline's asking Klaus, like, would he take the cure? Like, would he want to be human? And he said that there was only one time that he thought about it. And when he was in the Andes, a hummingbird flew up next to him and he could hear the little heart beating so fast and couldn't believe that it had to work that hard to stay alive and how satisfying each day must be to have to work to stay alive and that was the only time he ever thought about being human and i was like what the fuck that's such a line it is but caroline finds it very sweet tyler is once again creepily eavesdropping i think (laughs) Mm -hmm. and caroline's like oh i'm falling slowly maybe so funny and then we check in on Stefan and Elena where he's like, oh, BT dubs, this is all my fault because I um, abducted and murdered a murderer and forced your brother to double murder him uh, all to fix you because I'm mad that you want to fuck my brother instead of me. Uh, so, oops, sorry. I guess at least he told her. Stefan sucks. Oh, my God. When you list it all out like that, it's just like, good Lord. Yeah. And Elena's like, listen, if getting my humanity back means, like, forcing my brother to do a lot of murders, like, I'll pass. Like, I'll be a vampire. It's fine. Right. But he's like, no, you're not supposed to be like this. And then she finally tells him. She puts him in his place. And I love it. Yeah. Even though it's called into question very soon after this. Yeah. Because she's so- like... That girl that you loved and who loved you and all that, like, that bitch died on Wickery Bridge the second time. And you need to get the fuck over it and move on. Yeah, let her go. This is who I am now. Yes, Elena. Tell him. (laughs) And then Damon, like, waltzes up. She, I think she, like, walks over to him. And the conversation between her and Stefan is over. Just like their relationship. Boom. And then we get some, like, housing shuffles. Yeah. Everybody's getting funny. a new roommate. Right. So, 
Yeah, over at Elena's house, Jeremy's like packing his bag and he's like, listen, Matt. And Matt's there, of course. He's like, listen, Matt, I can't keep living here if I'm going to kill my sister. (laughs) He says it just like that. (laughs) And Matt's like, yeah, you know, Elena actually moved out and asked me to move in. And I'm going to come in and stay with you to make sure that I could like keep this hunter business in check. What does Matt do? (laughs) Yell at him. I'm a human. I'm telling you to do this. I know. Matt like has such a weird job lately. (laughs) I don't know. He's like, just knows things now. Yeah. Like he's got this whole side business as a supernatural detective or like life coach. Right. He's just like, you know, the pinch hitter for everything. Like, oh, we need somebody to do this. Matt's got nothing else going on. Right. He has no family or friends other than the main characters. (laughs) Who knows where Kelly Donovan is? I know. So, yeah, Matt is now going to be roommates with Jeremy in the Gilbert household. And we see that Elena has arrived over at the boarding house and says that she needs to crash there. And Stefan and Damon, like, both answer the door. And Stefan's like, all right, fine. Like, pick a room, any room. I'll go ahead and crash somewhere else. This place is huge. He could stay if he wanted, but he, he feels uncomfortable. He has vampire hearing. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a good point. <laughs> I feel like when it was the other way around, Damon probably enjoyed to hear them boning. Yeah, I could see that. But yeah, he is out and we later see that uh, he goes to Caroline's, which is cute. Oh, it is cute. I like their friendship, except when they're discovering really stupid plot lines. Oh my God, I know. Uh, We'll get there. Before we have this really fucking weird scene that comes out of nowhere, Mm -hmm. where Haley is sitting with Professor Shane and we don't get a lot of context to their conversation, but what she's telling him is that she wants Professor Shane to leave Tyler out of all of this when it all goes down. And Professor Shane is like, we'll talk about it then. And I think that it's just like those two lines. We don't get any more detail. Yeah. It's just like how many episodes are going to have a cliffhanger scene where we discovered that Professor Shane is in cahoots with yet another character. Oh, you're right, because we had it with Connor. Yeah. Now we have it with Haley. I'm just going to call him Professor Cahoots from now on, because he's in cahoots <laughs> with everybody. He is. Secret cahoots. <clears throat> oh, my God. Yeah. And, like, she had been talking to Tyler on the phone, and he told her that Kim is no longer sired. And I'm just like, excuse me. Like, earlier today, she was in horrible pain during her transformation. Haley reminded her and the audience that they have to turn so many times that it doesn't hurt anymore, and that's how they become unsired. Did she Mm -hmm. turn, like, a thousand times today? It took Tyler a really long time. It took Tyler months. That's a good point. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have an answer. (laughs) Like, there's a brief scene of him, like, telling Kim, like, or she says, like, please tell me it's done. Like, obviously still in pain. And he's like, yes, it's done. I was like, is he lying to her? Like, Yeah. It was weird. That is weird. But apparently she actually is not sired anymore. And Haley says that they've almost finished unsiring all of the hybrids. I'm trying to figure out how this all, like, relates to whatever's going on. 
I genuinely have no idea. Like, <laughs> I don't remember anything about what Professor Professor Shane Professor Cahoots's plan is. Yeah, and like how it has to what it has to do with Klaus. Yeah, but we leave that as like a small cliffhanger before the real ending of the episode. Oh my god. Where we see Damon and Elena clinking glasses by the fire. And he's like, oh, I thought you didn't like this hard liquor, Elena. Like, ooh, you've really changed. And she says, my brother wants to kill me. (laughs) And it's funny because Damon says, like, join the club or welcome to the club or something along those lines. Yes. They can bond over that. Yeah. And Elena's like, she's like saying that she's been through a lot because she's like listen I'm not like really great at this vampire thing Caroline hates me Jeremy tried to kill me me and Stefan are broken up and Damon's all like well I don't think I've ever seen you more alive ooh sexy ooh yep and Elena's like remember when we did the dance of the near touch last year (laughs) when Stefan was off on a blood binge I was thinking about that today and that I wanted to dance with you. And so for the rest of this episode, it's like cutting between them romantically dancing, which escalates to other things, to this weird song. (laughs) And Stefan and Caroline also getting drunk and talking about Elena. And this is where everything gets so bad that I black out from rage. Yes. So Caroline and Stefan are chatting and... Caroline's all like, your love story is so epic. You know, this isn't a pretty situation, but you really can't give up on Elena at this point. There's something like wrong with her and like we have to cure her of her vampirism. And then as they're like having their discussion, she starts to like call into question some things that had happened earlier that day and like over the past couple of weeks. So (sighs) she notices that like, when Damon came in and said that April's dress or that the red dress was best for April, that Elena immediately changed her mind and said, yes, that's the red dress that when he Damon told Elena to calm down and not worry about Jeremy, she was like totally fine with it, (sighs) that it was only Damon's blood that she was able to drink. And he was the one that said, that she had to drink directly from the vein and couldn't do like blood bags or animals or anything like that. And they eventually come to the conclusion that Elena is sired to Damon. And this whole time it keeps cutting to Damon and Elena, like making out zooming against walls and eventually boning. She literally rips his shirt off. Mm hmm. And the weirdest line here to me, like, Caroline is like, she's sire to Damon. It's rare, but it happens. Like, what? How the fuck do you know? You'd never heard of siring until Tyler, the very first hybrid, was sired to Klaus. It's like when Matt was reading all those, like, hunter facts earlier. Like, where are you getting your information? It felt like, so we'll talk about it, but I feel like it's super fucked up. But it also, like, felt lazy to me. I don't know. I'm like... You just made up this rule, yeah. like, that it could happen now. Yeah. And we will learn more about it, especially mm-hmm. next week. 
but it is a bit of a leap. And, like, she starts thinking it because she mentions something about, like, oh, well, at least Tyler thinks that soon all of the hybrids will be unsired. And she's like, mm-hmm. sired? Oh, my God. Oh, right. That's what Klaus meant with his cryptic line earlier. He mm-hmm. said I would figure it out. And I did. And they're like, oh, my God, we've cracked the code. This is the only explanation. So it brings me to the immediate question. Does Damon know that Elena is sired to him? Do you want me to answer that? I don't know. I I mean, you. I don't remember how it all goes down, but yeah, we'll see next week. I'm sure. Yeah. But because I feel like how I feel about it more has to do with if he knows that she's sired to him or not. See, to me, I don't even think it matters because it just like seems like no matter where they go with this, there's no way that the Damon and Elena relationship can be seen as anything but creepy. Yeah, that's a good point. And it's like, it's like on shows where they tease this, uh, a certain relationship for like multiple seasons, like, well, they won't, they like Luke and Mm -hmm. Lorelai. And then when they actually get them together, they have to do something to like introduce drama into that or it gets boring, but then they accidentally like blow it up completely and fuck everything up like with luke's secret daughter yeah and it's just like why (laughs) why did you have to like go to the nuclear option i know yeah that yeah i'm just like trying to wrap my head around it it's yeah and we'll have to talk about it more next week when we learn more about Mm -hmm. like what it is and what it means but this just makes me so angry (laughs) Because it's, like, also, the fact that they're, like, discovering this as she's having sex with Damon. I know. And we're like, oh, maybe this is sort of rapey? I don't know. Maybe not. And it's, like, it absolutely the culmination is. of this yeah. relationship that, like, they've been pushing and that a lot of fans are, like, shipping. And it's like, yay. Oh, but wait, no, this is actually fucking terrible. Yeah. It's just so gross. It's a very, very weird decision for the writers to have made, I think. And to your point, the way that they realize it while she's boning him is like, what the fuck? Like, did they not realize how creepy it was? Yeah. It's kind of like... Or did they do it for, like, shock factor or... I'm going to apparently make references to a lot of different shows tonight, but it's kind of exactly like when Jon Snow and Daenerys are boning on that ship, like, while at the same time Bran is realizing that Jon is Rhaegar Targaryen's son, and so Daenerys is his aunt. Yeah. (laughs) And they're, like, cross-cutting in between these two things. It's like, oh no, the sex is suddenly super creepy and inappropriate. Yeah, so I guess it does happen. Except it was worse yeah. on this show because, like, John and Daenerys are not a couple that I don't, I think anybody was rooting for. Like, who cares? But. Yeah. Damon and Elena has been, like, a thing in the making. I know, for years. Yeah, and the, you're, you're right. This, like, just, like, totally, like, disqualifies, like, their whole relationship. Yeah, like, how can you even talk about the love triangle anymore when it's, like, basically she's supernaturally brainwashed into wanting him is like this implication yeah it's like impossible to know like if this is of her own volition yeah i need to know more about like how the siring works like i know that 
like with Klaus, for example, they will carry out like whatever his will is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just it it I just have so many questions. And it also just robs Elena of what little agency she had to mm-hmm. begin with. Because, like, they say that she killed Connor because Damon told her to kill Connor. Right. But, like, when that happened, she was like, stay away from my brother. And he said no. And she's like, all right, fuck you. I'm going to snap your neck. Like, it didn't seem like it had anything to do with Damon. Right. And I'm like, maybe that was just her. But now we're just, like, assuming that nothing Elena has done this season has been because of her and that really this is all wrong and this isn't who she's supposed to be like Stefan's right no fuck that oh I know I know and like so much of like the good parts of this season so far have been Elena being badass and kind of coming into her own and yeah this this takes all of that away yeah this is where this season really becomes bullshit (laughs) like there have been some good episodes but I feel like it's kind of downhill from here. Yeah. I don't know how you come back from, I don't know how you come back from this news. Oh my God. Unless next episode, they're like, just kidding. She wasn't. That was a dream sequence too. Oops. (laughs) But I I have a feeling that's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. I hate it. And that's the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we both want to punch the writers of this episode, but other than that, who do you want to punch this week? Uh, I would say Damon, but I'm not sure if he knows that the Sire Bond is active. But when I rewatched the show a second time, I almost feel like he knows. I don't know. But I'm not going to punch him. I'm not going to punch him yet because I'm not certain. And I'm going to punch Stefan. Yes, I need more information (laughs) before I can make my punch. Um, But I'm going to choose Stefan because dude just blew it up this episode. He went to the hospital to kidnap a murderer. He forced Jeremy to kill him. He was just acting like a giant weenie the whole time. Mm -hmm. I've had enough of Stefan. Yeah. I totally agree. I would have definitely punched him if I had gone first. (laughs) How about you, Claire? Who are you going to punch? That's a really good question because I want to say Caroline. Except. Okay. Except for the fact that like her anger is justified from the angle of her experience with Damon. So I don't want to like punish her for that. Yeah. Because she's also like. How hard she ships Stefan and Elena, like, regardless of Damon's role in the relationship, like, bugs mm-hmm. me. Yeah, it is weird. And she was being really mean to all of, like, the service industry people <laughs> and <laughs> Olympic gold medalists who were at this party. <laughs> but I'm going to let her off the hook for her trauma, so I need to think of somebody else. I feel like it's too easy to say Jeremy. <laughs> hey, there's never a, a wrong answer if you're choosing Jeremy for who you want to punch. I guess I'm going to say Haley just for being in cahoots with Professor Shane because it's like, oh, man, yeah. another one. I know. That's a good choice. Yeah. And just for having, like, sort of creepy vibes this week. Yeah, definitely creepy vibes. But it's like a light punch. <laughs> Mine's a slug. 
Yeah. I might <laughs> kick Seven in the balls on the way out. I support this decision. <laughs> but who you want to high five? Um, I don't know. It's a tough one, this this episode. Oh, I the knew, only- like, the moment that this happened, I wrote, I usually don't write it in my notes, but uh-huh. I did write in my notes that I wanted to high five Kim when she was oh perfect Tyler and Haley like get the fuck out of here with this I'm in enough pain already that was hilarious that is the that is the excellent choice for this episode and like that (laughs) actress like had not a lot to do in this episode but I feel like she really made the most of it like she was screaming she was being sassy she definitely I looked her up she was on an episode of Lucifer okay there we go. Yeah. There's like no redeeming qualities about anyone besides Kim in this episode. I'm like trying to go through my head. Like Damon sucks. Jeremy sucks. Oh, okay. I'm going to high five Matt. Wow. I know. What a, what a time. But he's the only one who actually did anything helpful in this whole episode. True. Um, he kind of saved Elena. Um, he's moving in to the Gilbert house to keep Jeremy under control. He like knows some mystical shit now after reading some Wikipedia articles or something. I don't know. But Matt's Matt's doing all right, I guess. Yeah. Maybe his kidnapping um and drugging days are behind him and we can all move forward together. Oh my god, let's hope so. I'll oh allow boy. it. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, like I guess who else are you going to high five? Like the hummingbird that Klaus got really emotional about. <laughs> Did he draw this hummingbird at any point? Are there like some hilarious drawings of this somewhere? Yes, I hope so. Thank you for your heart beatery. <laughs> Hummingbirds are the opposite of people. The opposite of vampires. Oh, yes. There we go. Beautiful. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, as always, we've talked about some why are men topics quite a bit mm-hmm. already, but I'm sure we have more to say. Uh, I'm sure we do. It was like a very small moment, but it really pissed me off when Klaus told Caroline she was making a scene. Yeah. Because it's always like, nobody ever says that to a man like, oh, honey, you're making a scene. Yeah, making a scene like that, even that phrase itself seems very like anti-woman to me. It's like you're hysterical. Yeah, exactly. Like you're out of control of your emotions. And when men do it, it's just like, yeah, like when men do, it's just like scary. But -hmm. like when women do it, it's like you're making the other people around you like uncomfortable. It's not about you. It's about like how you're being perceived in the group. Yeah, you're not performing your role correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's problematic. I wanted her to punch him for that. That would have been very satisfying. It would <laughs> have made up for all the flirting. Yeah. And, like, the whole character of April, I feel like, is very wire men somehow. <laughs> it is. And it's something I feel like that you've told you told me a long time ago that, like, there's, like, an idea of, like, a woman that men like 
often like because she like has no personality or like they like will like let men project their personality onto them and i feel like that's like because april has like nothing going on but like she just like wants like the attention of every man in (laughs) in mystic falls Mm -hmm. sorry i'm tired i'm not doing a very good job of eloquently explaining um what I'm no, you're to doing say a good here. job, but I think but, it's funny because you have brought up this thing that I said before, and it was a really asshole thing that I said because I was saying it about somebody we know. Well, I, I'm not saying who, who, who it's, but I feel like it's a very true thing, and like it's not just I've seen that like come up in my life like multiple times, like mm-hmm. with different people over the years, because I think that it's a very very true thing. Yeah. And, like, it speaks to the writing, too, that it's just, like, we need this new female character for... I don't even know what purpose they brought her in for. Well, just to make weird comments about her dad being dead, and but not suicidal. <laughs> and to, like, get compelled three times a week. <laughs> I know. And to be Miss Mystic Falls somehow. Like, what a downgrade from Caroline Forbes <laughs> to, to April, April Young. <laughs> My God. The mighty have fallen. Yeah. The town can't come back from this, Claire. <laughs> Carol Lockwood, no wonder she had to hit the bottle so hard after this. She was like, I can't bring this town back. The oh council's dead. April's the <laughs> Miss Mystic Falls. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, just, like, the fact that they just bring her in to, like, it, and it seems like she has a crush on Matt, but then it also seems like she has a crush on Jeremy. And then she's also yeah. like, oh, I care what Damon thinks. And I'm like, is that realistic to, like, a teenager? Perhaps one that would have been me as a teenager, possibly? Yeah. But not to, like, this degree. I feel like it's a parody of that teenage experience. It's like her whole personality is just like, ooh, these boys. Like, she was trying to ask both Matt and Jeremy out for coffee like the week that the grill was a hostage yeah. situation like <laughs> I know I, I don't know. know I just do not get April why did just why this poor actress like she's doing her best <laughs> this character is just so pointless it really is I don't remember yeah. like where they go with her if they go anywhere with her I just remember like them trying to make April a thing and it never seemed to stick. Yeah, it's the lack of character development here is just shocking. Like everyone else has I feel like what's her name? I'm trying to think of the Fell's name that was in this episode. Valerie? Valerie Fell has more character development than April does. Yeah, it's like every other character on the show wants something or has a goal. <laughs> Or, like, some kind of interest yeah. or relationship. But April's just kind of always there. Yeah. Not knowing what's going on. And I just feel like one of the guys is going to end up, like, dating her. And it's, like, I don't know. Maybe maybe they won't. But that's my I worry. And I'm going to be, like, going to be, like, why? And I think it's going to be Jeremy. <clears throat> I, I don't know. I don't know why I have all these feelings about this, but I do. <laughs> yeah. We've just done a lot of ranting about a female character for Why Are Men. And I can't really explain why it's Why Are Men, but it just feels like it is. Just the existence of April. <laughs> no, you're no, you're exactly right. Because, like, she's not a character in and of herself. She's 
the caricature of what a man who doesn't know anything about a woman would think that a woman would be. <laughs> Which is what I think I was trying to say when I keep bringing up that thing that you said. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. she like can't exist like on her own. Mm-hmm. Like the only the only way that we see April is through her conversations where she's like pleading for attention from any of the men in Mystic Falls. It's very, yeah. yeah. It's like a, when they leave, the, when everybody else leaves the room, she like shuts down. Yes, it's a WandaVision <laughs> moment. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, did you say that recent in a recent episode and I'm just copying you? Because I feel like that came up. Did it? I don't know. I don't know. I have no memories of anything, apparently. (laughs) But yeah. Okay, I guess that's enough about April for this week. (laughs) Let's talk about some actual men. Okay. Uh, I'm like, we're recording this late at night, and I'm like, I feel like I'm getting delirious and just like talking. Uh, Yeah. The whole thing with Jeremy being like really excited that he has super strength now is like very hitting like the nail on no not the nail on the head it's two on the nose yeah we're like oh he's so manly and cool now he has these powers yeah but then like he also has the very manly cool thing of i would never hurt my sister but then he does violence to his sister he does <laughs> because like 20 it's just, minutes later it's just his nature now as this like superman mm-hmm. to do violence to his sister yeah and it's you know to all vampires too but like it was specifically about his relationship with Elena this week. Mm-hmm. And like only yeah. another man, Matt, can, you know, keep him in check. Right. Right. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to add to that. Yeah. yeah. I feel all talked out about this. Like, I know there's other things that we haven't touched on, but I talk so much about April that I just don't have any other <laughs> thoughts in my head. Almost as though I'm April. <laughs> funniest thing i've ever heard oh, oh my no gosh. you are punchy i know i, I really am it's I'm like the least there. funny thing i've said in my life <laughs> oh no are you uh, going to laugh jail oh i don't know uh i don't think so all right beth pull it together we can do this all right well uh <laughs> oh my gosh right. you should have done it I'm not going to laugh prison. I'm not going to laugh prison. A, a topic that never makes us laugh. <laughs> Who should have done it? <laughs> Beth is now crying into her. I am. I, I'm sorry. I don't know what's Oh my gosh. I don't know either. All right. Should have done it. Klaus and the hummingbird. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> the only pairing that had like actual chemistry in this whole episode was um Klaus in his recollection of the hummingbird. <laughs> yeah, I can get behind that. We've shipped him with a horse before, so Yep, I thought we would keep going with that theme. <laughs> we love bestiality here on the Vampire Diaries Diaries. We sure do. <laughs> I can't stop. I'm sorry. I'm like every time Beth gets trapped in laugh jail, it's very entertaining, and I wish you guys could see it. 
And I'm sober because I'm pregnant, too. I'm, like, not even stoned or anything. It just sometimes you go there and you just can't get out. I'm also Ooh. sober. I've been drinking LaCroix using my uh, Chili Yourself koozie. Ooh, I love it. All right, Claire, I am calm enough for a moment to ask you. <laughs> I should have done it. Hey, you got it out. <laughs> See, I've been racking my brains this whole time. You've been trapped in lap prison. Uh, trying to think of something that would fit into the MMF theme. Oh. But I can't, yeah. I, I have to be true to what I actually saw in the episode and say Damon and Professor Shane. Right, yes, I could see that. Of them, like, getting really close for the whole, like, mass murder at a beauty pageant thing. <laughs> but mostly yes. for Professor Shane gazing directly into Damon's eyes and saying, you're a big boy, you can figure yeah. it out. Yes, he does have that, like, I don't know, fake sexy voice uh, going on. So, yeah. And he always I, seems like he's hitting on people in a creepy way. He does. Yeah, absolutely. And he never, like, he puts his money where his mouth is. He's always just, like, doing creepy magic and cahooting. But yeah. that was the most chemistry I saw, other than the scene in the woods with Klaus and Stefan. But I feel like that wasn't strong enough. Yeah, it was too short. It was too short. That's and a good I choice. Couldn't think of any lady to shoehorn in to be the F part of this situation because I don't want anybody in the mix with them. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do that to anybody, I don't think. I feel like Damon has probably banged some Professor Shane types in his day. Like, oh, I'm sure yeah. he's banged his fair share of creeps, so I, I'll let him suffer that fate. But yeah, without I'm not going to bring anybody else to it. <laughs> uh, good choice. Oh my goodness. I've been dreading this episode all season, but also I'm relieved that we've gotten here. So you finally know what I'm talking about when I say the season is bad. Yeah. No, I'm offended by this. Yes. Like, it's offensive to yeah. everybody. It's offensive to the characters and it's offensive to the audience and just like humankind. I just can't believe that the decision was made to have this happen. Yeah. Like, as we know with the show, literally anything can happen at any moment. It doesn't need to make sense. And like of all of the infinite possibilities, this is what is chose is chosen. <clears throat> of all I can't the get behind it. Gin joints of all the whatever the line is, we had yes. to go to this fucked up one. No, thank you. <sighs> right. And it's not even interesting. It's just like shit. This just ruined everything. This is like killed everybody's boner basically yeah yeah do you remember like because you were watching it live right mm -hmm. do you remember if there was like immediate backlash from like the fan community because I, I can't imagine that it went over well yeah i don't think it did i wasn't like yeah. in the fandom in any significant uh -huh. way like i would see stuff on twitter i guess about it probably right i definitely was very unhappy about it and i feel like that was kind of the vibe mm -hmm. and i know yeah. like in present times when i see people talking about the season of the show they're like what the fuck yeah yeah i was curious like if it might have like gone down smoother like since it was before like the me too movement became like yeah. popular and like i don't know i don't but... even know like if like there was definitely outrage i think on the side of delena shippers because it's like uh -huh. You finally gave us our ship, but like it's super tainted by all this creepiness. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. You it's like it not for real. Us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't remember fair. specifically, but it definitely was not like a popular choice. Right, right. Uh, now we'll have to see where we go with this and how Elena could hopefully like break the sire bond. I don't know. She can't transform into a werewolf a thousand times. <laughs> yeah, that's, I don't know the cure him. for this. <laughs> yeah, I don't completely remember. I think the last time I tried to rewatch this season, which was before we started this podcast, so it was at least like at the, the earliest, like the first half of 2016. Wow. Okay. Um, yes. I think it was only a couple episodes after this that I gave up. Okay. So we're in for a bumpy ride the next couple of episodes. Yeah. Okay. I'm ready. I don't remember the specifics, but there's like, aside from this thing, there's also just like a very boring plot line that comes up. Oh, okay. So I hope we get some Bonnie back though. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what Bonnie's deal is for the rest of the season, but I don't. They probably just have her squirreled away practicing magic, so... Yeah. She's not invited to any of the parties. Yeah. I'm sure there is some good stuff, too. Like, as bad as as the show gets, there's still always, like, something to like. Yeah. And it's always at least, like, ridiculous enough to laugh about. And there are seasons after this that are good, or at least better. Mm -hmm. A lot of people write to us and say they hope we get to season six because that actually is a good season. Yeah, I keep I keep noticing that in a lot of our messages is that season six gets a lot of shout outs. Yeah. And there's a fan favorite character who isn't my favorite, but like is definitely <laughs> interesting who shows up in that season. OK, cool. Yeah. So yep. we'll see you in season six in the year 2028. <laughs> that's a, a pretty ambitious deadline for us it is Uh, well we finally got through this shit show of an episode yes um was there anything you liked about this episode um i mean we already kind of said what our favorite line was yes that was my favorite line um what honestly no (laughs) i i just i feel disappointed in this MMF episode because like you said usually they're like really good ones and like grandiose everyone just got like super fucked up this episode and there was like Mm. nothing redeeming about it at all I guess the only thing that I liked I guess is that Klaus looked pretty cute throughout the whole thing and he had the hilarious hummingbird story yes Klaus and the animal kingdom should have their own spot I know just him like riding a horse bareback with like hummingbirds flying all oh, around. Oh no, riding a horse bareback. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, I guess if we're gonna continue with MMF to the bitter end, this is like an MMF where it's like just the F servicing both the M's and the M's stay far away from each other and don't even cross swords. Yeah, that would be the equivalent <laughs> of this of this television. It's like episode, a very disappointing sure. one. Yeah. Like, it had so much promise. Like, Miss Mystic Falls, great. Damon yeah. and Elena getting together. But, oh, no. Uh, but, oh, no. All right. Well, after all of that bummer, I have a fun little mini segment because I listened to the whole second book of the Vampire Diaries series since the last time we recorded. Oh, wow. Good job. And it is ridiculous. Um, some highlights and or lowlights. Uh, actually, a lot of stuff that happened in this book actually is on the show also in some way. Like, 
Elena drives off Wickery Bridge and dies and becomes a vampire at the end of this book. Sounds familiar. And then (laughs) suddenly seems to like Damon afterwards, although it's a cliffhanger in that regard. Oh. There's, um... (laughs) This whole, like, the major, like, stressful plotline of the book is that Caroline has stolen Elena's vampire diary and it possibly has evidence that Stefan was like in the graveyard the same night that somebody got attacked in the graveyard and so if anybody finds out about this they'll run him out of town whoa and Caroline and Tyler have concocted a scheme to like read her diary out loud to the town on Founders Day (laughs) on Founders Day and this is like the big shocking thing that like she's so stressed out about for the whole book and like has to lie to Stefan. So he doesn't know and get mad at her for losing her diary. Like, and on the show founders day is when like the tomb vampires came to commit mass murder. What? Oh my God. That's on the show. Oh yeah. Like the show actually had like a dramatic and scary thing happening on founders day. This is like, Oh no, she's going to share my secret diary (laughs) with with the town and my vampire boyfriend's going to be unpopular. (laughs) And I will be unpopular by association. It's so funny. Wow. Um, The creepy crow is in it a lot. Damon actually transforms into the crow. And he, like, incepts Elena's dreams at some point. Like, multiple times he... As the crow? No, as himself, but, like... Oh, okay. So he incepts her dreams, and then she wakes up, like, having been fed on by him. And she's just like, oh, but I feel really floaty and nice. And I can't tell Stefan or they'll, they'll fight. So, like, no big deal. And, oh, why do I kind of like Dave? I'm like, what the fuck? But the first time it happens, she wakes oh up, gosh. and the crow is, like, in her face. And she, like, <laughs> is, like, swatting at it. And it's, like, attacking her. No way! And she's, like, sleeping over at Bonnie's house, and they come running and like, what's going on? Oh, my God, this crow is attacking Elena. We gotta get it out of the house. <laughs> How dare Damon attack as a crow, like, when she's on a sleepover, too? Yeah, it's so funny. It's so bad. It's so stupid. There's, oh, my God, there's this part, like, bo- the character of Bonnie, like, the only thing she has in common with the show Bonnie is, like, she's psychic. Mm-hmm. Like, so she hasn't done any, like, magic in the books at this point by the end of book two but like every once in a while she'll just like suddenly become possessed and be like elena your death approaches in like a spooky voice oh my gosh and uh then she's this kind of like a sort of dizzy flighty like redhead white girl but there's a scene where like Elena has just told them they've all just met Damon and somehow nobody knows that he's Stefan's brother, even though he just like appeared in town and has an Italian accent and looks a lot like Stefan. And they're like, oh, who's this new guy, Damon? He doesn't remind me of anybody. (laughs) But like Bonnie has a crush on him. But Elena's like all these like attacks that people think is were Stefan. They were actually Damon. And Bonnie's like, oh, no, I shouldn't have kissed him. And then she has this speech like, oh, but it would be kind of romantic to be murdered by somebody that you liked. Like, the last thing you'd see is his face. And it's, like, not a joke. That is some disturbing shit. It's like, what the fuck is this book? (sighs) I I have no words. Not my Bonnie. No, that does not sound like Bonnie at all. But yeah. Also, uh, at the end of the book, after... Elena has died, but 
he doesn't know that she's a vampire because he doesn't know that Damon's been secret, secretly feeding on her and feeding her his own blood. Uh, he, like, goes on a murder rampage and, like, murders Tyler and all of his football bros. What? Oh my gosh. And Caroline is an irredeemable asshole in the books. Like, it's a wild ride. Not our Caroline. I mean, it kind of sounds like everybody sucks from it's what you said. It's basically like the way everybody was characterized in the pilot of the Vampire Diaries is kind of uh-huh. how they are for like the whole first two books. Except for okay. Elena, who in the books is like a really kind of suck up, like super popular girl who like thinks she's all that and <laughs> is kind of a B word. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, that is where we're at in the journey. We'll see when I can get the next one out from the library. Nice. Well, thank you for sharing that with us, Claire. Wanted to keep you posted. <laughs> yes. Hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> book. Uh. So, moving on. If you would like to uh, keep in touch with us, you can mystic follow us on Twitter at the VD Diaries or on Facebook at the Vampire Diaries Diaries. You could also find us on Instagram where the underscore VD underscore diaries underscore podcast. Or if you just search the Vampire Diaries Diaries, we will come up. And if you'd like to get in touch with us with a little bit more of in-depth communication, perhaps about hummingbirds, <laughs> um, you could also email us. We're the VD Diaries at gmail.com. And we got a lovely email, I think, since the last time that we recorded in it. Um, yeah. Was just we haven't so awesome. recorded in a couple weeks, so like, yeah, we're on a bit of a delay with your messages. We are getting them, and we yes. will shout you out. Yes. <sighs> yes. So, thank you, Jessica, for Jessica. reaching out and sharing some fun facts and fun stories. We were very it was happy amazing. To hear from you. We were. We were. We also got a new review on iTunes. Oh, did we? Was it more than one? I can't remember the last time we mentioned reviews. But in the last few weeks, we have gotten reviews from a TVD fanatic and Ella Casters we might have already mentioned. Uh, Melodious Mellis, thank you very much. And just a couple days ago, Zef Dog just gave us two thumbs up emojis, which I appreciated. Thank you very much. Are you possibly yes. the ghosts of Siskel and Ebert? If so, loved your show. <laughs> So yeah, do that. Rate us and review us on iTunes, and we'll be very happy and text each other about it. Yes, we shall. (laughs) And now it's very late. It's time for us. It's past time for us to go to bed. So we'll just leave you with the parting advice that if you're ever writing a show with a love triangle, don't like completely chop the dick off of one side of it by making it rapey. Uh, That's a mistake, and we will make you regret it. He's a ripper. Mozzarella.